Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris. We are all great and glad that you are here. Oh, goodness. The Lord is great, isn't he? Even through everything that we've all been through, and I know we've all respectively been through enough, and we all have our certain testimonies, look at us. We're here. And if you weren't here, then I guess God wouldn't be working in your life still. So... You can put your faith and your trust in that and know that I woke up this morning and that means that the Lord put breath in my lungs and that means that I have a purpose for this day. We have a few announcements we're going to make before we get into worship. The midweek life groups, they're now through August 10th and that's so that's our Wednesday night services that start at 7 o'clock. Men will be in here and women will be in there. We've already had the first week and it was it was a great time. There's nothing quite like getting getting together with like-minded people and just rehashing knowledge into your mind. There's it's such a wonderful time. It was a great uh, get together on Wednesday. So I hope y'all can start making those or hope y'all can make those. And then we have a going away celebration for our very own sister Randy Dawn Armstrong. It is very sad, but she is moving to Arkansas. So that is going to be this the 14th. Uh, it's a Thursday. I can't remember. Is that next week or this week? It's next week on the 14th. And it is at the Family Life Center. And it's four days. <laughs> it is 6 to 8 p.m. And it's come and go. So it's not, you know, like you have to sit there for two hours. Come and go. Just stop in. Say hi to her. You know, eat some refreshments or whatever. And, you know, just have a good time. And then TYC Youth Conference is the 21st and the 22nd. Uh, I know our youth group and all of us, so we are extremely excited for that. That's going to be a wonderful time. And then the girls under 12 tea party, that is the 25th, and that is at 6 p.m. So in the sign-up sheet is out in the foyer. So girls under 12, make sure either you or your parents sign you up. I don't really have a lot of information outside of that. Huh? <laughs> and then uh, Ladies United Fellowship, that is going to be the 26th, and that is at 6.30 p.m. at Bratcher's Nursery. The, I've heard nothing but great reports from all the women that have gone to these events. They are a lot of fun, and it's also it's clean fun. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, to have fun... You don't have to act crazy. To have fun, you don't have to have a drink in your hand. You just have to have some good fellowship with some like-minded people. And so, uh, Ladies United, it's sounding like they're getting a little wild behind me, but, hey, not that kind of wild. So, <laughs> But that is on the 26th at 6.30 p.m. at Bratcher's Nursery. Sign-up sheet is in the foyer for that. And then TCYC, it is another youth conference, and that is the 28th and the 29th. And I'm also extremely excited about that. Uh, I hear the music is going to be phenomenal. Our very own sister Kylie Birchinal, she is going to be singing at that. And so that is super, that is super exciting. And then also our final announcement for the month of July is our mission pledge deadline is the 31st of this month. So just make sure that you get that in before then. If you would, let's stand up. If you got to do this little number to shake off whatever you came in here with, then do it right now. 
because right now we're about to step into an atmosphere to where we're going to give God all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise that he deserves. So shake off whatever troubles you got on you right now and let's get ready to dance and worship and give it all to God. Amen.
take before the Lord the Bowden family Carol Coward Sister Dot Lipscomb Jeremy Trinado Brandon Hutchins Andy Watson Brenda Webb Chaplain Steve Gibbs Joel and Linda Peace Norman Gilbert Walt and Andrea Irwin Mildred and George Pratt Brother and Sister John Proctor, Billy and Jeremy Trinado, Brother and Sister Arlton Bristow, Bob Bolton, Samantha Ford, Travis Lloyd, Lois Weems, Carol Hush, Sharon Little, Billy Bolton, Don Howe, and Dennis Shannon. As we were in practice today, the we just got off of Louisiana camp meeting and it was such a wonderful time if if you'll have a chance I would definitely recommend going to catch a Friday night sermon by brother Rima Duncan I believe it's online on Facebook or YouTube but uh, I can't recommend that enough and but that that sort of resonates with what my whole spirit is just getting off that big of a high from those nights that we were able to go and in in practice this morning the the word that came to my mind or the words that came to my mind was a call to action and several bible stories came to my mind the two that i'll say here today are in daniel 6 or actually no not daniel 6 that was my reading from last night sorry about that (laughs) sorry about that but as in joshua 6 and it's the story of joshua and the walls of jericho And in that, Joshua's doing his work for the Lord. He's doing his rightful servitude to the Lord. He's doing what the Lord commands of him. And they come across the city of Jericho. It's sort of a big deal. It's a heavily fortified city. And they don't really have anything to do about it. God's like, walk around it. Joshua's like, 
Hmm? We got some pretty strong men. I think we could charge this thing. No. God's like, walk around it. Six days. Walk around it multiple times. The story goes on. Of course, we all know. They walk around it on the seventh day. They do a seventh lap. They blow their trumpets and they shout a joyful noise unto the Lord. And the walls fall flat. The second story I will mention is Paul and Silas. They're doing their rightful duty, their rightful servitude to God, and they're thrown in prison. How's that make sense? Well, they give God their praises through the night, and the earth starts to shake, and the prison walls are shaking, and the doors bust wide open. So a call to action is what comes to mind. You are going to be walking in the will of the Lord. You are going to be doing what is right and what is called of you. And then guess what? You're going to face hell. You're going to get thrown in prison. You're going to see a trial that looks impossible to overcome. But a call to action is necessary. Because in praise and in worship, guess what? The walls fall flat. Guess what? The prison walls start to shake and your doors bust wide open. And so a call of action is necessary of us. And so I don't know what you're dealing with today, but a call of action is necessary. I get you're on your last leg. I get you're tired. I get you've been working hard this week. I get you're mourning the loss of a loved one. That doesn't, that doesn't mean we got to slip up now. If anything, it's that final reach. That final reach for God. And he'll say, I see you can't make it the full way to this altar. Let me help you out. Let me help your heart out. Let me mend your brokenness. Just give me that action. Give me that worship. Give me that praise. Give me what you got. And I'm going to help you. So if you have any need here today, any need at all, I don't care how big, how small. I urge you a call to action. These, these, these altars are open and our ministers will anoint you with oil. Jesus, we have a great faith in you, God. And even if that faith starts to tremble a little bit, even if that faith starts to get a little weary, get a little weak, we know that all we need is faith the size of a mustard seed. Jesus, we come to you, God, with everything that we have laying it all down to you God saying it's not much Jesus it's a broken heart God but here I am it's a mind held by addiction but here I am Jesus it's not much but it's all I've got Jesus I plead the blood of Jesus over this congregation and over us in this house here today God I pray that your will be done on earth and in our lives as it is in heaven, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
Yeah.
Just want to speak. 
with Jesus how cool would it be just to hear him talk to me and say it's okay you're good how cool would have it been to have sat on that mountain with him and prayed with him and been in his arms and just sometimes when you're going through stuff you're like would you just come down here I don't care if it's a snake or a bush or a stick just come down here And then I felt something in my heart. And it was like, I am, but it's even better. Because when Jesus was here on earth, he was a man and he still slept. And he could only be in one place at one time. But I feel all the time like I would have loved to have done all those things with him. But honestly, we've got it so much better because he never leaves and he is here and he's he's in this room right now and it doesn't matter what you're going through what's on your mind what's on your heart he's here and he's more powerful because he's a spirit and he never leaves and I'm so thankful for that revelation so that I don't have to wish that I lived in the books of Matthew Mark Luke and John because I'm in the books of Acts I'm in the book of Acts and he's here for whatever you need whatever's got your mind whatever's on your heart you don't have to hold on to it that's why he can 
let's just shout that name. We'll all do it in one accord. We're going to shout that name. Because like that story in Joshua, the walls didn't fall until they shouted that name. Until they shouted their praises. So in one accord, we'll count it down. We're all going to shout that name. Because I believe that miracles, signs, and wonders are still to be had. I believe that revival in Paris, Texas is still to be had. That only happens through an active church who's actively seeking God. In five, four, oh yeah. need some chains broken go ahead and shout that name again
come to take the tithe and offering but just real real quick if you're happy you serve a God that still moves and it's still evident that he moves let's give him a hand clap of praise let's let's really clap like he actually deserves it God is an awesome God. Jesus, I pray your hand would continue to be over this sermon and this service. God, I know that pastor has a word directly for us. Lord, prep our hearts and let us receive it. We've already experienced some of your spirit here today, God, and we know that's not going anywhere anytime soon. 
Jesus, I pray that you would bless the givings and the givers. God, bless each and every one of these people spiritually, emotionally, financially, physically, and mentally, Jesus. Oh, God, again, thank you so much for your spirit and your presence in this place here today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. God, you never know exactly what's going to happen. He walks out on the water one day, and then he's on a cross the next time you see him. You just never know who all is being affected. But I know this, that he is affecting us so we can affect our city. The one thing we know after we leave here today is God was here. And you don't have to say much more than that to help anybody to develop an appetite that he's around and he's available. And he does things always that lift us, make us feel better, make us look better, now, I will say this. When he does turn the light on, sometimes it don't make you feel better right then because he shows you who you really are. But in that light is always a defining moment to become greater. He will never put a light on you to make you be condemned. He only turns the light on to show you there's more. Your life can be greater. Your life can be more educated on how to live in heaven. Uh, actually, I am going to do something that, uh, Sister Victoria, if you would come, and uh, I'm going to change this, this whole thing right now. And uh, I want her to testify to you about something that has happened. Do you mind coming up here? It's going to try to make it a little more convenient for her, but this testimony is, is so rich and, and it helps to fit with the atmosphere right now. Well, one thing I learned pretty recently, just real quick before I get into the testimony, is just because he lives, that one reason is the only thing that matters. 
It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. The fact that he lives carries us on. Okay, so I was really young when I started children's ministry at the other church that I went to. And when you start a ministry, you're really discouraged a lot of the time because you don't feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So it was just a, a normal Sunday and I spoke on the Holy Ghost and we moved about our business. Well, this family had left the church, had a death in their family and came back for a revival at that church. And uh, now this child is in my dad's youth group. And so my dad called me the other day and told me this testimony. And I'm telling you, God is so good. This boy, I'm not going to say his name. He uh, went to my dad and said, I want, I want the Holy Ghost. I want what that is. And, you know, my dad was telling him more about it. He goes, I know, I know. Miss Vicky taught me. I know. I want it. And so he was like, okay, well, at Revival tonight, we'll, we'll seek it. Well, he told his parents, and his parents were like, seriously? Like, that's what you want? Like, that's, I don't even know what you're talking about. Really discouraged the kid. But he knew what he wanted, and he went to the front. He received the Holy Ghost almost instantly as him walking to the front of the room. Cool part is, whole worship service, he couldn't stop speaking in tongues. The pastor tried to preach, he couldn't stop speaking in tongues. And so there was a gentleman that came up to just kind of put him off to the side so that they can continue service. Well, that gentleman got filled with the Holy Ghost. As soon as he touched the boy, five men total, it happened time and time and time for five other men that just touched him, got filled with the Holy Ghost. And so obviously the pastor's like, well, okay, God, this is what you're doing. Let's just do it, you know. And they kept on the service. And so his parents, those, that boy's parents came to the front and was kind of like, what's going on with my kid? Like, what's happening? And so they started getting curious. And someone had spoke to them about it a little bit, but they were still very hesitant. And uh, 2 o'clock in the morning that morning, mom and dad woke up speaking in tongues nobody put hands on them they were just filled with the Holy Ghost God is so good when you go through discouragement it's because Satan wants to tell you your seed wasn't planted and I'm telling you right now plant the seed anyway say it anyway just go touch somebody and say Jesus loves you that's a seed planted That's a seed. And I just want to tell you, don't be discouraged because I taught that boy five years ago. And it took five years for him to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But that seed was planted, therefore it could grow. So don't get discouraged. Plant the seed. The seed will grow. You may not ever see the fruits. I wouldn't have if my dad wasn't the youth pastor. But I got to see the fruit of what God told me to plant that day in Sunday school. So don't be discouraged and plant that seed and know that God is working. He is doing a move. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you right now, that is the biggest mistake of not having him. The biggest one you'll ever make is to not receive him. He will help you through every situation. He will help you with your finances. He will help you with your kids. You can put your kids under the blood and you don't have to worry about them. God's going to take care of them. 
So if you have, if you need that experience, we're going to give it to you because you need the Holy Ghost. You need him. going to move into this lesson and I will not finish it which I don't think I could have anyhow but I'd like for us to move into part of it and I wanted her to say that because of a recent event that actually supports part of what I'm going to uh, share with you did we get it oh okay and I'm going to try to rush as quickly as I can and yet at the same time produce uh, what we need in this, this overall meeting. First of all, we have to understand that God is omnipresent. Without a question, God is a spirit. Not only do we have to understand that, it's written in the Bible. God is a spirit. And God became flesh and that spirit moved into that flesh via a virgin birth well that is that is phenomenal she knew no man Mary did not know a man the spirit itself created in her womb a flesh tabernacle and so the Bible said God was in Christ and watch the personal pronoun here, reconciling the world to himself. Not plural, to himself. And so it's critical that you understand as we move into part of this lesson that God is a spirit. And the Bible says, in Christ Jesus dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And I'm not going to go with all the scriptures right now, but that, that's direct out of the Word. So the reality show is going on now in the kingdom of God. I want to ask you a question. What does a football game, baseball game, soccer game, or anything truly add to your life? I like going to games, and I like seeing good sports. But as far as really making my marriage greater, as far as making the economy of the world greater, now somebody is getting rich off of it. What's an average game now, a professional game? How much does it cost? $20 or so? You can tell I probably hadn't been. Mike, what would you say? 40 You mean sometimes it's four or five hundred? Offerings are going up, ushers. <laughs> I, I want us to try to think because the Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we've got to think about this stuff. It's not like I'm measuring this and, and saying, well, I'm better than him or. He's a little better than me, and if he gets to eat a apricot turnover, well, and he looks happy, I'm going to go get me an apricot turnover. You may look bigger, 
don't think this is going anywhere quick. It's time for us to do some serious thinking. We know that we were born in liquid and we're getting out of here dry. We are going to live and we're going to die. And it's critical that we are going to know that somehow life goes on. All you got to do is think in your memory bank. You can remember great-grandma because her spirit lives. What she was lives in your mind. It's amazing how the enemy would do anything he could to threaten the future of any person. You are valuable. Jesus Christ died for you. If you're the only one that takes advantage of it, he's happy. The more of us that take advantage of it, the more glorious it is. So the reality show is going on now. I'd like to, God, but I just got so much stuff going. Well, well, God, I mean, oh, what do you mean you made me in your image? Uh, what do you mean that every breath I breathe is you? And, and, and you mean you want me to serve you just because you made me look like you and you give me breath to breathe? Well, God, you know, I just got a whole lot of lust over here. I want this and I want that and I, I want to be this and I want to be that. No, no, no. He said, oh, hold on just a minute. I, when I created you, I had a plan for you in your mother's womb. Well, that's historical. That's not magical. That is historical. And so it's important for us to acknowledge his word. So Joshua, uh, John says, Now therefore fear ye the Lord, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, I, I, I really, I didn't realize that that was so right out in the face. Because when people that are out in the world see people start serving God, they say they got a bad spirit talking in tongues. And they think nothing of cursing. I've never seen anybody talk in tongues that damn their wife or husband or their children or their mother or daddy. And I've seen a lot of the cursing damn everybody. We're not playing psychological games. We are playing with our life. We are either playing or planning. And it is high time for us to awaken, as the word in, to the church at Rome is, they'd gotten involved with God, but they weren't living like they should. And so Paul said, it's high time for you to get awake here to what's really happening or come to a conscious sensitivity about what's going on around you and what's going on in you so you can become the greatest individual that I intended for you to be. He never intended for your circumstances to rob you and get on top of you. He said, I put all things under your feet. I 
will give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the bad memories and all the bad situations. I'm going to lift you up and you're going to be my people and I'm going to give you power to do anything and everything that's necessary to have a trophy call forever. So we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Well, God, you know, I'd like to go to the service tonight. But dear goodness, they got a ball game on. What does the ball game do for you? Now, Coach, you're going to have to forgive me a little on that. But what does it really do? You don't become a great baseball player because you go to a game you become a fan has anybody ever gone to a game where your kid was playing and they fouled out Jimmy we got to go to more practice sessions But we're too busy to go to pray. You lied, Jimmy. We got to go pray. You got mad and hurt some people's lives. And we got to go get some education, Jimmy. So when you start thinking about that, then that scripture said that says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And even the more getting together as you see the day of the Lord approaching, that's scriptural. That's foundational. That is educational. You talk about give you a perfect venue. That's it. And we don't mind disciplining our children when they come home with a report card of straight F's. I mean, even a D or a C don't work for some parents. And they discipline their children. You can't go play ball. You can't go down the corner a lot. You can't eat uh, all that peaches because you're not eating all the stuff you need to eat. And then we go to the house of God where God is planning your forever life. And I'm talking about not in the grave, when you go in the grave, where people say, oh, he was a good man and lie about what they think about him. I've been in too many places where I know they didn't like him, but they say he was a good man. them money and they despise the man you know to make the crowd feel good he was a good man there's none good but one the Bible said and his name is Jesus and if I want to be a good man I've got to emulate, imitate, do and perform and go to his program and live the life he lived. And it's not an easy thing. You've got to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof and change your mind about a whole lot of things. And then all of a sudden, you begin to walk in his tracks and the devils were under his feet and the demons and the disappointments and the failures and the facility, all that stuff is under his feet. And I'm here to preach to you how he got that. 
this doctrine. What or who are we responding to? What truly drives our appetite for every day we live? Because he said, he that hungereth and thirsteth after righteousness shall be filled. I don't know how serious your plans are to get out of a grave and go to a holy city. But if you're not familiar with some of the surroundings, you'd be actually out of thought and out of spirit with what's happening over there. So you'll get to live forever with the spirit you die with. Well, you say, Pastor, can you prove that? I can tell you that the Bible shares it. But all you got to do is listen to some honest voices after the person's gone. You know, he owed me $500 when he left, and I'll never get over that. How good was he? I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Man born of woman is few days and full of trouble. That's what it means to believe in God, because in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's Jesus Christ. That is God Almighty. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is a tremendous thing. Don't, he, he tells you right up front, don't measure yourselves among yourselves. I'm fixing to floor you. It ain't going to be a pretty picture. So buckle your seatbelt. The book says, except you hate your mother, father, you can't be my disciple. many of you have ever studied that what happens is he tells us implicitly do not compare yourselves among yourselves so what he's not saying is that you don't love your mother and father and you don't honor your mother and father he's not saying that he's saying if you don't hate flesh And even the flesh that birthed you, the carnal mind is enmity with God, is not subject to the law of God, and neither indeed can be. So what he's trying to information inform us and to produce a path for us, faith without works is dead, but we are saved by faith. But faith says, I will follow. Faith says, I will reproduce your truths. Faith says, I will honor your truth in my voice, in my action, and in my life, and according to my wife or according to my husband, and I will love your chi- my children like you love me, and I will give my life to make sure that they have a life that's worth living and a future that's worth having. I'm talking to somebody today 
today. You came here on purpose. You didn't just accidentally walk in this house. God said, I'm going to bring you to a place. I'm going to turn a light on in your world. And I'm going to advance you power to get into that world. So the reason he's saying, except a man hate mother and father, brother and sister, he cannot be my disciple, is if if I just uh, only love you, then I'm going to be prejudiced. And as long as you do it, it's all right. Because I love you. See, so you've got to learn to hate flesh. Because I can tell you he's going to make some mistakes in his life. And we all honor him because what a great guy he is and what a great asset he is to our church and to our family and to our city. What an asset. But we dare not raise him above where God's got him. And so we've got to hate flesh. And that starts with you. He tells you. If you want to be my disciple, you got to deny yourself. you got to hate it pretty bad. And then I, I, I meet a lot of people during the week, and, 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 and they'll say to me, say, man, I have no idea why I'm going through the hell I'm going through. And I said, well, man, don't you understand? The book says why. In sin did my mother conceive me. I was born in sin, shaping in iniquity, and I am lacking a whole lot. So it's critical for us to know that we don't have everything we need just because we'd like to have everything we want. Yes, I'd like to be a millionaire, but I don't pay the price to be a millionaire. As my grandfather said, I'm going to do the best I can get myself to do. And that's what most of us do. He was the first district superintendent of the uh, United Pentecostal Church in the Texas district. He was such a mild-mannered guy. You, you wouldn't have even thought he would be, be that kind of a person. But he was. He was just great. So a man born a woman in a few days full of trouble. They that know their God. You know, it's one thing to know about people. And some people know more about the people than the people know about themselves. Because they add to. And they make that person look like either better or worse than they really are. Have you ever met any of those folks? Like, just like a Baptist nod. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe in boring church. I went through some of that. I believe in education and inspiration and future. That's what I believe in. And I want to go to church because I want more future. 
I want to go to church because I want more inspiration. I want to overcome every wicked thing that the devil throws at my feet. I want to help you overcome every wicked thing the devil throws into your mind and heart. It's not easy to keep a clean mind. It's easy to feel bad at somebody, to think somebody's trying to get ahead of you and, and all this competition and all that stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, God's in here to bring peace to everybody. He wants to bring joy to your soul. The whole kingdom is predicated upon the fact righteousness produces peace and peace produces joy and that's joy unspeakable and full of glory and that's where you get your ability to honor Psalms 146, 147, 148, 149. Praise the name of the Lord in a dance. Praise Him with a loud voice. Praise Him. He knows why you're not worshiping. He knows why you're not shouting. He knows the doubts and the fears that are inhibiting your local realization. He is my God. He is my Savior. He is my King. He is my coming Messiah. You don't have to like everything everybody else does, but you can honor the Word. You don't even have to like the preacher. But if he preaches the Word, you want to honor it. Let your family know at least. Opportunity is knocking on our door. Your choice of opening up to him is critical and will not be ignored in the day of judgment. That is a huge scripture. Bible says it this way. Every man shall come to the presence and the books will be open. It's the book of Revelation. And, and he says the books will be open and every man will see the recording of his life. The only thing that can cover up that recording is the blood. The blood of Jesus. He said, I will not only forget, I, I will forgive, I will forget all your sins. That's why we want to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to have a baptism here in a few minutes. We create or experience the future we choose. You're in charge. You're exactly right. I'm, I'm boss and I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm making the choice. I'm here to give you a chance or a choice that I found worthy in my own life. Teaching or preaching is to be educational or create a judgment in your mind. You, the Bible said, decide whether I will honor that word. You're not honoring the preacher as much as you are the word yourself by honoring the word of God. Because you become one and God remains for you even now. Call on him in faith and repent. Knowing about God puts us in responsibility. Learn of me is not optional to a life of power and glory. Matthew 11 and 8, 28. He said it clearly. And this, this helps you with the message, what we call the oneness message. You don't have to know a whole lot more than that verse right there. My sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. My sheep hear my voice. There's no plural in that statement. My sheep, mine, hear my voice. The voice of the Holy Ghost is a plural of the Word of God. God will never speak to you out of His Word. 
had a lady tell me one time, said, God spoke to me and told me, just go ahead and commit suicide. I said, ma'am, you didn't read the book of the God I live for. He's not going to tell, call, tell you to come before it's time. He said the Bible says it is a time appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. No, you, you don't take your life, and you sure don't take your wife's. I mean, your husband. I don't believe in playing games with this stuff. But I do believe in enjoying it. I don't think, the Bible said laughter doeth good like a medicine. And I'm telling you, I see some of y'all really need a lot of dose. You hadn't smiled in the last 30 minutes. It would do you a favor to your family and yourself to big a, put just plant one. This is not religion. A simple study of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John revealed to us that religion is what hung Jesus Christ on the cross. You don't have to be a deep, great, rooted, and grounded scholar to sense that it was the crowd that went to those uh, places, the synagogues, uh, that crucified him. And in the middle of religion, man, I've been trying to figure out a way to work this in, so I just found it. In the middle of religion, going down the street, and the crowd's following Jesus. And all of a sudden, this dude, he says, man, I want more than just seeing him. And his name was Zacchaeus. And he climbed up to a place where he could look past the crowd. And that's what some of you are doing right now. You're climbing up in your spirit. You're climbing up in your hunger. You're climbing up in your spiritual nature. And you're saying, God, I want to see you greater. I want to experience you greater. I want to know you better. I want to be a part of your world. I want to. And the Bible said that Jesus stopped the crowd and he looked up into the tree and said, Jackus, come down. I'm going home with you. I'm going to take my spirit and my nature to your house and I'm going to give you what you can't give yourself. In that one scripture, he honored, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Well, I I ain't doing it for nobody. I'm not doing It's not for me. It's not about Pentecostalism. I've tried to tell you we're not trying to make Pentecostals. We're trying to make Jesus over again. And, and let Christ be the ruler of your life. So that when you walk down the street, they see Jesus. They hear Jesus. They feel the love of Jesus. They sense the sacrificial love of God. It's huge stuff. His light was more than their culture or their religious practices allowed. That's critical. So, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the kingdom of God. The same Jesus came by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know 
it wouldn't it be a shame to know that much about him and not ever find him we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him Jesus answered and said unto him verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God Nicodemus saith unto him how can a man be born when he's old can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born Jesus answered verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born of the water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God because that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit marvel not that I say unto you you must be born again if you have your Bible I'd like for you to turn to Acts, the second chapter. He had told them, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endowed with power from on high. Luke 24, if you want to study it so you can sense the true foundational virtue of it. But in Acts, the second chapter, you start seeing. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are foundational issues to your faith. They are truths that give you a place to truly stand and have balance. But the book of Acts is where you enter into the kingdom of God. Somebody say action. That's the book of Acts. And so... You can't have a doctrine according to the Bible unless it's in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Okay? So we have Acts, the second chapter. We have Acts, the eighth chapter. We have Acts, the tenth and the eleventh chapters. We have Acts, the nineteenth chapters. That's four. Mary, the mother of Jesus, who produced a baby without a man sowing seed into her life. Now, that's huge. But it's exemplary because the spirit of Christ is going to come in you. And through the word of God, he's going, the Bible said, till Christ be formed in you. And so as you are growing in grace and you are growing in knowledge, you are becoming the Christ. And so Paul said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Not because I said them. I'm just a Paul parrot. I'm just telling you what the Lord did for me. And I'm telling you what he'll do for you. And for what he did for one, he's not a, discrep- uh, he's not a discrep- uh, person that is, uh, uh, you know, going to just do it for one and not for the other. He said, I'm calling the whole world to do this. But I am aware that a lot of people love themselves more than they love the future. So it's huge. So today as we look into it and we sense action in the second chapter when they are all talking in tongues and praising God and the Bible said that there was suddenly a noise that came that filled the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and then they began to speak to others and they get down to the 37th chapter or 36th and 37th verse and they said what is all this about then Peter said 
said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the beauty of obedience because whatever law you obey, that's what you become. If you just look at that tank, it says uh, that little red thing on your dash that's going over toward E and say, I don't believe that. It is not going to work out for you to lie to yourself. I did it one time. And I sat on the side of the road and had to listen to my wife for 10 minutes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, God is trying to point you to your fuel tank gauge. How much power you got left? Do you want enough power to get raptured? Do you want enough power to go in a grave and come out the other side? I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm talking about joining Jesus. I'm talking about becoming one with the Father. I'm talking about becoming one with the Source. It's huge. It blows my mind that people don't mind getting drunk and acting stupid. And then make fun of people talking in tongues and shouting and dancing at the house of God. When all of a sudden God's Spirit's filling their life. I can tell you there's more equitableness associated with talking in tongues and being filled with the Spirit than there is in anything out yonder. Because he said this same Spirit will lead and guide you into more truth. And the more truth you get involved in, the more victory you have. And the more victory you have, the more thrilled you are about living could we stand obviously there's more but the time is getting us and we've got a baptism that we're going to defer to because it's such a special day now if there's anybody here that has never been baptized in Jesus name and you're you're confident that you're you're ready to follow the word of God this is a great time to do it So, Father, as we come to the conclusion of the message and the ministry, I thank you for people that care about our world. And they're willing to respond to become greater, to become more complete, so they can not only honor you, but honor themselves and their family and our city and our world with your presence and your stature. I pray for this crowd that we somehow sow seed across our city that everybody, wherever they are, they are filled with your spirit and born of your spirit. In Jesus' name. Now, if you need to leave, please feel free to do so. But if you have time to stay and join with these wonderful young people that are going to be baptized, And if there is somebody else that's never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to feel free to touch one of our ushers or one of our ministers, and they will help you to get on docking. But if the fam... Also, don't forget tonight's youth Sunday. It starts at 6. Yeah, that's going to be great. I, I don't know if you were here the last youth Sunday, but it was phenomenal. 
these young'uns are going forward. So those of you that are going to be baptized, please feel free to slip into the baptistry area. And if you need to leave, please feel free to do so. Shake hands with a few people. And I encourage those of you that are going to stay to slip up close to the front so these young people that are getting baptized can sense your joy with them. God bless.